Hi, Roger Hill at Radio Vermont, Weathering Heights. This is part three of the jet stream and climate change, how and how that creates weather extremes. So is the jet stream affected by climate change? Well, most scientists agree that climate change is making events driven by the jet stream worse. But there's debate over just how much global warming is directly impacting these currents aloft. Researchers have already connected the jet stream to several natural disasters over the last couple of years. Some experts believe climate change may also make the jet stream wavier, causing it to meander more up and down, more strongly as it flows around the world. Waves in this jet stream can also make extreme weather events worse, sometimes causing storm systems or heat waves to move more slowly or get stuck in place. It is this getting stuck in place that makes the jet stream very important and linked to severe or extreme weather. Too much of one thing is not normal. So, when the jet stream slows down, it meanders more like a river that flows downhill that encounters flatter terrain. Visual examples of this can be seen with the phenomenon with streams and rivers and water fluids. The areas between, for example, Marshfield and Plainfield on the Winooski River is one great example of this here in Vermont. As the jet stream wiggles back and forth, it has wide swings, just like the Winooski River does between Plainfield and Marshfield, and there are many other examples of this everywhere. So research that started in the early 20-teens by Dr. Jennifer Francis and Steve Vavris showed a correlation of a slowing jet stream, which meanders more and is part of the higher amplitude of wiggles. The difference or width of those wiggles within a sine wave is what we call wave amplitude. A slower jet stream yields more wiggles, higher amplitude, and slower moving troughs of lower pressure and ridges of higher pressure that affect our weather. Old jet stream versus newer jet streams. Well, the older version of the jet stream has always had its large amplitude flows and wiggles and has been doing this for hundreds of thousands of years and millennia. However, the newer jet stream has higher amplitude, meanders more with more wiggles. Where these troughs of lower pressure get stuck, it means more storminess concentrated along and out ahead of that trough of lower pressure in the mid-levels of the atmosphere, and this is down where the surface areas of low pressure form and the surface systems develop and storms take place. A stuck trough in the eastern part of North America Likewise, a stuck ridge of fair weather in the west is by default helping to cause extreme weather because it's stuck. This is where drought takes place under fair weather ridging, where there is simply too much dry fair weather for too long, versus in eastern North America, where surface storms after surface storms spin up with a trough of lower pressure stuck in place, and these storms track over that same particular area, followed by the next surface storm and so on, resulting in winter extremes such as rain or snow. Research is still controversial with some climate scientists, but newer research shows the jet stream amplitude increasing more of the time, especially since the 2000s. So you ask, why is this happening? Most recently, since about 1980 or so, this has been related to the reduction of the loss of sea ice in the Arctic Ocean. The Arctic has been warming two to three times faster than the planet as a whole due to climate change. This continues to melt out the sea ice into ever-increasing open sea ice, and the ice shield melts out. This melting is caused by and also causes a feedback of warming. 
the Arctic warming faster in the mid and lower latitudes has consequences per this research. Now the jet stream in general, the greater the difference between the air masses of hot and cold, the faster the wind blows in the jet stream. When that difference lessens, the jet stream wind velocities become slower. The energy or warmth relative in the Arctic has a major effect to how the jet stream winds aloft blow, how fast they blow, and the latest research confirms a slowing and a meandering of the jet stream and hence extreme weather by systems moving slower or even getting stuck altogether. So, a heating planet melting ice at the pole causes more rapid heating. A slower jet stream, this ring meanders more and gets stuck and produces essentially too much of one type of weather, which then sets records either in temperature or hydrological cycles related to precipitation, either wet or dry. I'll be discussing a lot more information on global planetary heating and why the polar regions were heating up faster than the mid and lower latitudes in the future as this very phenomena plays a significant role in our winter weather here in Vermont. We talked about the slowing, meandering, stuck jet streams related to extreme weather of one kind or another, but there is another phenomenon that is being researched out by many mid to longer range seasonal forecasters, and what we found most recently also related to the open ice in the Arctic Ocean. Open ice is also causing trends which feed back onto themselves. This was led by Dr. Judah Conan and discovering the early 2000s that a vertical signal is sent with the open ice in the Arctic Ocean that is complex and has a lot to do with the stratosphere. Simplified, a certain setup occurs during the month of October in northern Asia, Siberia. This sets a trend for energy to flux vertically upward from the troposphere where our weather is to the stratosphere. At the stratosphere level, High aloft, several miles above our head, this features the polar vortex over the North Pole, which spins over the North Pole in a nearly circular fashion. Where open water in the Arctic causes a meandering of the jet stream in the mid-latitudes, like here in Vermont, a vertical flux of energy develops in the stratosphere to either weaken or reshape the polar vortex high aloft altogether. This causes what we call a sudden stratospheric warming event toward December, which nullifies the stratospheric polar vortex by reshaping or removing the phenomena. The energy that went up to cause this then penetrates back downward and basically boomerangs back down into the troposphere over time and reshapes and sometimes weakens the polar vortex in the troposphere. The events that take place when this happens allows the colder Arctic air to sag into the mid-latitudes and this is when Vermont sees its coldest temperatures midwinter. A weak polar vortex is also measured by a term called the Arctic Oscillation. The jet stream then develops numerous smaller but significant daughter vortices all across the middle latitudes, near 45 north latitude, close to Vermont, and across the northern hemisphere in this particular example. Think of these daughter vortices as surface low pressure systems like a big intense nor'easter. A weaker polar vortex causes colder and frequently big winter storms of snow and cold. So the loss of Arctic sea ice works in both ways, slowing and meandering the jet stream and subsequent storm track and a vertical flux that can but not always weaken the stratospheric polar vortex. 
Eventually, the lower tropospheric polar vortex, where our weather is, will weaken. That net results into a stormier weather pattern and extreme winter weather that we have seen recently, at least across some years since about the 2000s. And also, a notable stretch of sometimes very cold winters, yet in time of global planetary heating. It all sounds like a big contradiction, yes, but it's not. Remember, when the polar vortex is strong during some winters, Vermont is warm. This is when we see more rain and ice, more thaws that buckle our roads. The flip side to this is the polar vortex is weaker or non-existent. Look out, this means colder Arctic outbreaks and colder than normal winter temperatures for a longer period of time. Much typically, much more snowfall and snow depth. In fact, the best skiing years in Vermont are when we have a sudden stratospheric warming event and this phenomenon takes place. What might be even crazier, however, is this is related to the loss of Arctic sea ice on both counts. That is, a stuck jet stream position and a vertical mechanism of the sudden stratospheric warming event and an absent polar vortex. The sudden stratospheric warming event described here in this podcast, Part 3 of the Jet Stream, has a general timeline through a winter season, so let's discuss this. So the work done by Dr. Judah Cohen shows this all starts in the late autumn and is usually completed somewhere approaching the late part of the year. The effects are typically felt in late December through about February in the state of Vermont. But there have been lots of variables. Now, there are some years when the sudden stratospheric warming event and cold winter extremes don't quite set up in time or cover just one part of the planet as a hybrid, for example, affecting either North America or just Europe, or more rarely, Eastern Asia. We have also seen this can alternate between winter extremes between Europe one year and Eastern North America the next. Texas, February 2021. Do you remember the big Texas Arctic blast that was so devastating? Well, this was related to a weakening of the jet stream coinciding with a weakening polar vortex. It sent cold, anomalous Arctic river of air into the plains all the way down into the lower latitudes into Texas. When these two phenoms get together, it usually is extreme somewhere in the northern hemisphere and indeed witness what happened in Texas in February 2021. The research by Dr. Cohen and Dr. Francis and numerous others have collaborated these bigger picture seasonal weather extremes. More research will yield more clues to longer range forecasting such as seasonal forecasting. Most of this is currently related to sea surface temperatures and their shifts accordingly, especially related to La Nina and El Nino in the subtropical Pacific. But we now know a lot more about how a heating planet, due to man-made carbon dioxide excesses in the atmosphere, are actually producing cold winter extremes under certain situations. It's all part of a changing planet with global heating or climate change and the effect on our big weather driver, the jet stream. Roger Hill, Radio Vermont, Weathering Heights.